Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's your boy Johnny Bananas, and I'm going to be covering a brand new season of the Challenge USA on CBS that, of course, I will be completely dominating on my podcast, Death Taxes and Bananas, on the Ringer Reality TV podcast. Head over to that feed and follow us on Spotify so you never miss an episode. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, it means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Bachelor Party. I'm Juliette Littman. I am here with Callie Curry. Hi, Callie. Hello. I almost said welcome to Food News, which is a different podcast that I host, um, but it has nothing to do with this. Great plug. <laughs> Great plug. Thank you. We are here today to talk about the men tell all. And as you said, it's probably going to be a short podcast because this was such a nothing burger. Callie, do you feel like you've learned anything from this episode of The Bachelorette? Oh, did I learn anything? Oh, you know what? I learned two things. Okay. Which isn't three things. First thing I learned was that Pete must really suck. Okay. I'm glad you brought up Pete, who was a second pilot Pete that I believe Jody and I talked about, but he did go home on night once. We never really got to know him. This whole thing was inexplicable. I I was like, what are they talking about? Pete was probably the headliner of of the season, of this episode, I mean, because you almost never get like genuinely new information on the men tell all or women tell all, but this was genuinely new. And what happened was everyone hated Pete on night one and he went home. And then the guys... Do you remember them hating him? No, he was barely on the show. Like, I don't remember him. I I only remember his bio. I was like, who is this guy? If you put them all up on screen and ask me who's Peter, zero chance. I have no... Maybe by process of elimination, I could have narrowed it down a little bit. But like, at first I was like, why are we doing this? I don't even know who this guy is. And then when I saw her, what they did, I was like, okay, well, I mean... Callie, can you tell me what they did? Because I had to like rewind this several times to understand. What did they do? Uh, Essentially, they had some Zoom call at the end of the season, I guess. And everyone was on it. And then they started posting to their social media accounts, mostly Instagram. And it would just be like their regular, like what they do. Like, hey, I'm going to be on The Bachelor. You know how they post their headshots. Mm -hmm. And then at the very end of their post, they would like, space it out and just put hashtag FP and it meant fuck Peter. Right. And so all the guys participated in this. And I guess on the zoom call, he immediately asked about like endorsements and like 
you know, how you become an influencer. And allegedly on night one, he was talking about how he was going to leverage his appearance. And so all of the guys like really disliked him. And so they made it like a running bit on their social. As you said, they did like hashtag FP fuck Peter. I went back and looked if like they showed two people's socials with it, including it was Aaron and someone else. So I went back to look at Aaron's and it was gone. So they've since he's edited it and they've since erased it. But I just thought this whole thing was really weird. But my my main takeaway from that was like and, and from seeing the guys interact on this tell all like tell all in heavy quotation marks because they tell very little. <laughs> they, these guys are not as good as we thought. Like all season we were like, oh, she's got such a great group of guys. And I was like, this is the most childish, dumb thing ever. Like sending each other secret messages through a hashtag on Instagram is like just incredibly lame, at least on Love Island when they're using coded language it's to avoid saying things on TV. It's like, what was the point of this other than to ostracize this one man who even if he sucks, who cares? He's gone. I was just like, this is so lame. I it actually aggressively made me dislike a lot of them, particularly Xavier and Brian. You know, Xavier's number one fan, but he was like, Clearly the ringleader on a lot of this. Yeah. I don't know if he was the ringleader or not, but he definitely did it a lot, apparently. And he apologized for it multiple times. I had a lot of thoughts on it. My first thought was like, we've seen people like come in and out of Bachelor that like everyone hates. And there's always a few guys that like stick up for them or like them. Like it's never everyone on the same page around one person. Like even what was her name? Like Cassie had people. What's her name? Shanae. had people on her side. I'm sorry if you hear baby noises in the background. This is a podcast for and by working moms. So we support you, Callie. Working parents, I should say. I appreciate that. All parents, not just moms. Yeah, working parents. So yeah, I was just like shocked how every person had the exact same attitude towards him. Like even when he was like, I don't know if I said it. And they zoomed in on every guy's face and they were just like, like he clearly was talking about endorsements. Like I just, I don't believe that this was like made up or even exaggerated for every single guy to feel the same way. Even like the, the guys that are kind of more like in the background, like John, like even John had something to say. I was just like, okay, buddy, like you're clearly not very likable, but that doesn't mean that you do like, I thought the whole Instagram thing was weird and like, just basically they wanted to be bullies, which like the guy can be like awful. Don't like lower yourself. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like just it, let, it, just let him be awful. Exactly. Awful. That being said, the hashtag was FP him saying that his church group had to see this. Your church group doesn't know what hashtag <laughs> yeah, FP they, is. They Your no church group doesn't is. know who the men on The Bachelor are like to follow. This was before the show started. So they don't know who they are and like to follow them and then to read their entire caption after the five hashtags they hashtag before. Like, no, this wasn't an embarrassing thing. If anything, this you finding this out would hurt my, like if I were him, it would hurt my feelings. It might make me like a little self-conscious about like, you know, who I am as a person, whatever. But like, this isn't some like him making it seem like all of social media was in on it. And like, it's so embarrassing and like hurt him in ways they'd never understand. Blah, blah, blah. Like, no, that's not true either. So that also just like doubles down on everything that they were saying. They were like, now you're trying to have like a pity party and make like 
make yourself even more noticeable. And I was like, that's hundred percent what he's doing. Yeah. He was just, that's actually the only trying reason to... why he was on the tell all. Otherwise he's he trying to monetize. Invited. He does actually yes. want to make a t-shirt that he can sell, which, Hey, I like good merch. So I get it. I, I just think this guy seemed like he's like so irrelevant that the other guys spending their time on like ostracizing him or like having like this, like, using him as Horrible. their rallying cry for some kind of group think was just like pathetic. And yeah, like, yeah. Also weird that Brayden told him like, well, I think we need to talk about Brayden because he's got a, he basically oh wait, was, I learned one yes. more thing from this. Okay. Aaron being on the group call and also doing the hashtag makes me think you did not win Aaron. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, the fact that he was even at the tell-all. Oh my god, I didn't. Even, I didn't even think about that. But yeah, of course he's not in the final two. How could she pick him to Wait, be in the Aaron final two? The tell-all. He wasn't. No, Aaron oh, the final three. Yeah, you're right. They just Sorry. showed his picture showed on his, the screen. They, yeah, they just showed his Instagram. From his Instagram, and I was okay. like, oh, so that means that he was on the Zoom call and he did the hashtag. I'm just like, there's no way a winner would be on that Zoom call because they no. don't know who won. Technically, right? Of course. So, he didn't win. Great point. I was, for a second, I was like, wow, I didn't even notice Aaron except for his Instagram. But thank you. Now I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Callie, this was such a boring episode that I was like having to rewind a lot because my eyes just glazed over. But I well, learned... I was thinking... Yes? ...about this because like 80% through, I was like, wow, this is bad. They're bringing back I was like, like old bachelorettes to fill time. Like... It was just not good. I think they need to combine this and after the final rose. Okay. I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to talk about like what should a reunion accomplish at this point? Because I think a lot of shows have problems unless it's a housewives reunion. And that's because they all come with like a certain expectation of like, this is where the real shit's going to go down. Plus it's just a different ecosystem, right? Where they've baked in the reunion as a key piece of like driving storylines for the future. This kind of show where you, they're bringing the storylines forward only for the sake of paradise, which has already filmed. They really need to rethink it. And this kind of gets back to the Brayden piece. Like Brayden can't be the only guy going to paradise. Right. But he's the only one who they really teased. They going. Showed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They showed him with, I believe her name was cat. I was like, I know she was a big part of Zach's season. I think her name is cat. I don't completely remember. But I'm pretty sure she was in drama in Zach season. Yes, she was. And she was a front runner until she like imploded, basically. Yep, correct. But so she they show her and Brayden together on the beach, and Jesse makes a big deal of like Brayden is not done. He's taken his talents to the South Beach slash to Mexico. Has it been enough years that we can bring back taking my talents too? It's been 13 years mm. since LeBron James said it on the decision. Yeah. Just consider it anyway <laughs> also during the show usually they all announce who's on the show and i know none of it i know none the only person they tease is brayden i think there's i think part of it is they're trying to push everyone towards gary and golden bachelor which we're here for so i'm cool with it but it's just like what was the point of the tell-all the men tell-all if they don't really tell anything and we get almost no information and it's basically complete filler because i was like holy shit this episode's so long i was like this feels like infinity and i i was like i can't believe i've been watching this for so long but it was the same length of time just just you know time can be elastic and it felt lengthy but like with this season like what have you would you have wanted to use this time for like with what open questions like what would you what would have been a better use 
like assuming they have to do a special of some kind that's like before the finale. Hmm, that's tough. I think I would for sure want more information about Paradise. Like, mm-hmm. let's announce who's who's going there. Usually, they have like the new next Bachelor or Bachelorette come out, and they we get to meet a couple of girls or or men or boys. That's women, usually after the final rose. Okay. Well, <laughs> I just why can't we that's combine out. them both? Do we need the extra week? They added episodes, right? Like. What season was that? In the past, they have, yeah. When it's like, when it's yeah, like a particularly so, good episode, yeah. So let's take one episode away. I think that, yeah, take one away or, you know, the bloopers are actually kind of interesting because you always get to see way more personality than you do actually in the show. And I'm like, maybe... I haven't found the bloopers hard to watch. Yeah, it was like just sort of pointless. It kind of just gets to like the overall crisis of the show, but... They either need a lot more distance the way that they and then like provoking actual drama with a reason like on Housewives or they need to just cut it and have and just like do some kind of, I don't know, maybe they should do like a live AMA and all the guys get to come with like three questions or the audience gets to come with like questions. That. Thank you. I don't know. It's but just even like, then, this is pointless. The way the way The Bachelor is like it would be incredibly scripted with the yeah. questions. Well, the problem so, is that's rough. Like if you had got if we had gotten a more like authentic conversation between Charity and Xavier, he would have you know he would have maybe been less prepped for it or something. But the only times that really works is when one of the person one of the people is like incredibly salty and says something that's like either rude or inappropriate or just like somehow problematic. Like famously when Nick Vial asks Andy uh, Dorfman why did you like, he's basically, why did you have sex with me? And he says it to her on TV. And that was like, also, I think, I don't know, that would be as scandalous now, but it was sort of like before the bachelor acknowledged sex. And so (laughs) it was like a big deal back then, but that could have been interesting if it was like a more honest conversation. But usually what happens is like just one person becomes like a punching bag or something like that. I, I don't really know how you, how you solve that. Also, this season just didn't have a ton of villains. That it was like Braden, and then it was over. The guys pretty much got along ninety nine percent of the time. I guess Pete, but that lasted twenty four hours. <laughs> less. So like they're, they, yeah, they're just what? I mean, we didn't see it at all, so it was nothing to us. But it's just like there wasn't much to like address, right? And so at that point, they got to like just mix it up because this was this was really quite painful, but rough. I, my other my other takeaway though, I like Brayden a little bit more. I do like Brayden a little bit more having having himself ex- like allowed to explain himself better and more calmly. He's still not for me, but I don't dislike no. him as much. Not for me either. Also, like I I could tell sixty seconds into this it wasn't going to be good when Brayden was like Jesse, did I say it? And Jesse's like, I mean, I, I'm here. I'm trying to figure it out too. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I thought Jesse like, was the best the part tapes, of the show. Roll the tapes, roll the tapes, and I was just like, "Oh God, this is this is not what we want." Yeah, and then when they showed like the very budget graphic of they were looking for the tape of Brayden calling Charity um, classless, and they have like it's yet to be found. Was just like, did they just make the graphic? It look I could have made something better for them using Google Sheets. It looked like crap. <sighs> I don't know. <laughs> that whole thing was so. It weird. wasn't good. They, Wait. Yes. Like to your I don't know, maybe they felt like 
they had to do it. I don't, the graphic was unnecessary. Completely unnecessary. Or they could just could have, Jesse could have said, like, we haven't been able to find that. Jesse could just do a pickup or whatever. Or you hire someone to make an, a, a great graphic. It looks like. <laughs> Callie, I'm telling you, you don't like have to hire I anyone. Was, it's really easy. You use like, like Instagram. Looks like I was on PowerPoint and just like <laughs> no. scrapped together that, that, that graphic. It's like all of your computers from this from this century died. So you plugged one in from 1999 <laughs> and had to use the fonts and the, and the programs you had from then. Literally a Nokia <laughs> phone made that it graphic. So and we're bad. all just supposed to be okay with it. And it was like this purple letter and look that we've never seen before. It was honestly inexplicable. That you know was what, like though? one of the weirdest parts. It fits the rest of the season because they clearly cut the budget for this show. Clearly. You know, I was interviewing someone for a separate project recently and she was telling me about how it was cheaper. She was filming something that was like a desert island kind of thing or deserted island, whatever. And she was like, yeah, it was cheaper for all of us to go to Fiji than to just do it in LA. And I was like, I knew it. I knew I knew TV yeah. shows go to Fiji to save money. I knew it. I was like, thank you so much. Speaking <laughs> of, isn't Love Island in Fiji? Love Island, USA, yeah. I texted you last night. I think I was sleeping. I went to sleep really early last night. It's been great. Okay, let's take a brief Love Island detour. But before that, I actually... But Brad, you brought this up. Yes? It's not that much of a detour because Sarah Hyland hosts, whose husband is what? Who's on... Well, yeah, Paradise. And was on The Bachelor. So... I stopped paying for Peacock because honestly, my streaming budget is like out of control. Netflix is 20 bucks. The Disney bundles like yeah. give me 20 bucks. I think I, I pay for YouTube TV. That's like $70. Like this is the same as when I had cable. This is ridiculous. I, I can't, I can't pay for Peacock all the time, but should I get it back to watch? Uh, it's great. It's honestly a great season. Wow. Who's the narrator? It's not Ian Sterling, I think, is it? I think it is. I think Ian does both now. Oh, he does? Because I, I was saw on Reddit, someone was like, I can't watch that Ian Sterling. Wow. It's the same Scottish I'm accent. almost positive it's both now. Huh. Okay. Have you seen yeah. Ariana from Vanderpump yet? Yeah. They brought Ariana and Maura Higgins from Love Island okay. UK on. We'll be watching that in the future. I don't know her, but I've, I've heard of her. But I am locked in. I'm all, all the way caught up and I watch it every night when it drops at 830. Wow. It's I good. think I need a I think I need a break. Can you just like what's but the sell? You do have to get through the first like three episodes because I'm just gonna be honest here. The host for the Love Island does not do a ton, right? No. In fact, and like, they we should, talked about it. Maya yeah. Maya looks incredible. Perhaps too good. <laughs> yeah, she's one of the she's honestly like one of the prettiest people I've ever seen. But I've always been like, yeah, but you know, that's like the perfect job. You like bop in, you bop out. The drop off from Maya to Sarah is, it's inexplicable. Well, I think it helps that Maya's not an actress. The fact that Sarah Hyland's an actress and like a theater kid, basically she's a child actor. Oh, it, it is, it's giving theater. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's the vibe that you want on Love Island. No. So that's a little rough, the first couple of episodes. Yeah. But once you get through that, it's for someone who has shit on U.S. a lot. It's great. I got to give it. I got to give the props to season five U.S. It's been really, really good. What do they do to change it? 
I think they casted it much better. Mm. Okay. They casted it really well. It seems like, I think because of who they casted, it just seems like they're like in it. They, they, they aren't like, it doesn't seem they're as, they're as aware of cameras. Like mm. it's so much more like, I'm not just trying to like get followers. Does that make sense? I think I saw a TikTok where someone was talking about how on Love Island US, you never see a camera person. Like they, I think they hide them more than they do on Love Island UK. Oh, that might be true. I don't know. This this season seems so much better. They're playing better games. It's just casted really well. It is like usually there's a some difference or drop off. This is not great to say, but in, in appearance between UK and US. And I would say that this season, U.S. is the appearance is U.S. has the bar. Mm-hmm. Very hot. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, maybe I'll watch. I just, I have a lot of TV going on right now for a lot of other projects at work. So it's hard to find time. And I also like this morning rearranged my schedule to be able to watch Hard Knocks. So I'm really busy <laughs> is what I'm trying to tell you. And I got to say, having a really famous person on Hard Knocks, good stuff. Famous famous crazy. I haven't people. watched it yet, but it's on my, I have a lot of TV too. Not even for work. It's just on my TV watching schedule. <laughs> That's why I like you, Callie, because you have a TV watching schedule. I want to <laughs> yeah. talk more about The Bachelor and then our intro to Well, to... I, yeah, I still have my two other things I've learned too. So Okay. But before we do that, I also just wanted to note you reminded me. When you mentioned Love Island, I was thinking about other island destinations. And that's right. It's time for a special part of today's show brought to you by United Airlines. United is the largest carrier across both the Atlantic and the Pacific. And this year's schedule includes nearly 25 new routes. In fact, in 2023, United will fly to over 100 international destinations, including unique places like Amman, the Azores, Palma de Mallorca and Tenerife. All this got me thinking. I probably won't be going to Fiji. As previously discussed, it's too far away. Even if it's and also if it's cheap for production, it's not cheap for an individual. It's like the bulk rate's not applying to to me leaving from the East Coast. So I was thinking about some other island destinations that I would be going to and that maybe they should consider for the show. Because on The Bachelor, they have gone to the Azores, I'm pretty sure. They at least went to Madeira, which is nearby. It's also Portuguese islands in the Atlantic off of Africa. I went to Tenerife. In March, you could hear about it on Food News. It was part of our Spain tour for spring break. It was awesome. And I do really think they should go there on The Bachelor because there's so much to do. Like there's rainforest, there's banana farms, there's amazing black sand beaches. Like it has like a ton of eco diversity and it's a pretty small island. So they would like be able to get around really quickly. The food was good. It was just like really awesome. I was there in March and I swam in the ocean. No problem. Yes. I was only one of a few people, but it still was pretty warm. And I don't know. It's just, it was like a really cool place. So I think they should consider it. And I will say next on my personal list and I'll report back for the podcast and the bachelor is the Azores. So, you know, I guess I'm just, what I'm saying is I'm into these islands in the Atlantic off of the coast of Africa. I don't know about all of you, but anyway, consider it love Island, any country, love Island, Spain. Or Love Island, Portugal. They could go there in The Bachelor, too. They have Love Island, South Africa, too. Also, everything you just said just made me realize that summer is almost over and over for some. And I would love to just visit all those islands instead. Well, you can extend your summer by going to one of those places on United. Wherever you travel for your couple's getaway, make sure you check out United Airlines. Plan your trip today at united.com or on the United app. Remember, flight schedules are subject to change. 
This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, back to Bachelorette Men Tell All. I have to say my Xavier stock really felt like it took a hit this week. I didn't think we were getting authentic Xavier. He didn't look comfortable. I felt he looked very like just unhappy to be there in this setting. And his words did not feel genuine. They felt very planned. And I didn't like that he felt he had to denounce cheating. It's like, we get it, dude. No one thinks you thought it was a good. It also understand that you aren't ready to get married. It was just like, it didn't work for me. I was just like, Xavier, do less. Well, my second point that I learned is that I think we're Xavier up to three. Is, what was my second one? My first point was that Peter must suck. And then there was a two, which I don't remember. I mean, two might be that we don't need this episode, but <laughs> Xavier is incredibly confusing. Like if you had to describe him, what would be your three adjectives? I honestly have no idea. I think that he's <laughs> more of a bro than I realized. I kind of, I, I think that he's really like, down with the group think, unfortunately, might be a leader of it. And I was like, I've had Joey pegged as the F boy, but is it actually Xavier? But I mean, I do not think Joey's a fuck boy. So I did it for, I mean, tennis pro, come on. In Hawaii. I know, just... I know you keep bringing that up, but like <laughs> tennis pros also aren't like the traditional fuck boy. They're the like, I'll sleep with your 50 year old mother. I guess. But it's like vacation. I don't know. I think I'm basing this off of my crush on my tennis uh, teacher when I was 13, who I like always imagined was really pop- like really popular. <laughs> so, but like he clearly is book smart, but then Xavier, he yeah. also yeah. So he has that, but then like I'm not sure if he has like great common sense, and then like he does things like knit, which are are that that makes him like endearing to me, or so I thought. But then he's like definitely broy and like super bro in with the in crowd and making FP hashtags. And then is like, that's, I, I, you know, now I realize it was a bad move. I was like, move. I know I can't, I don't, then he brings out a knitted rose. I just, it, I have no clue. I, I, I felt he was gunning for bachelor in that moment with the knitted rose. Oh, you're it, it's he's not, not getting you. it. It's not you, man. I, for me, the the worst, the low was denouncing cheating. We, I was like, we know. We know that you didn't think it was good. Like, you don't Honestly, have to denounce. Bad. You don't have to denounce cheating. It's not like denouncing, like, I don't know, someone who's like hateful. It's like, yeah, you <laughs> fucked up and you know it. And you got sent home. And you should have told her earlier. But I don't know. He just, um, it just seemed very well, disingenuous. That's That's why it was so bad. Also, I was thinking like, and we talked about this last episode, but I'm like, you were particularly quiet when they were talking about Brayden because you know, you're a different version of him. Yeah. So I don't really get the difference and why they were so mad at Brayden, but not and mad they're at friends. him. Uh, yeah. I just, I don't know. I can, all I know is Xavier's not going to be the next bachelor. And I, it was a horrible performance by him on the flip side. Great performance by charity. 
Yeah. She wasn't really feeding into it at all. Like, she's not like, oh, I feel bad for you. No, she was like, no, then you walked me to my car and said, I love you. Like, what the fuck? She was (laughs) not happy at all. I liked it. I liked it. Me too. She was just sort of like so over it. No lingering feelings for him at all. Just doesn't felt, didn't feel like she owed him anything. It was good. She addressed it without acting like he had just killed someone. Like she right. was not over dramatic at all. She was very much so like, you're clearly not ready and you can say what you want, but it's not going to change anything. I'm very happy with my decision. Right. And also that's a great point because like the, what I found to be the problem with him was that he was acting like he crea- committed a crime. And it's like, he just did something <clears throat> bad that indicates stupid. that he was. Yeah. Stupid. But the way that he was like making such a big deal out of it was like very unappealing to me. Whereas her just being like, yeah, this isn't a fit for me and you're not ready. And like, let's keep it moving was like very classy. Appealing. Just, yeah. Yeah. And like, also, because I, I don't think the guys had seen this yet because it aired probably like around the same the time. This was, yeah. Yeah. Seeing all the guys hear him be like, I have cheated before and it happened a couple of times in a, in a, in a short span. And like, they were like covering their mouths and <laughs> eyes were big. And I'm like, the, yep, they just put two and two together that he went on this boy's trip. Also him being like, I don't know if I'm going to do it again or not. Like it, the whole thing is just funny. And it's so obviously not funny for charity, but seeing them react similarly to how we were talking about, we were reacting made me feel validated. Definitely. It's just the way that he said it was just not good. I wonder no. if he's going to paradise. Also, I don't know. Lastly, mm-hmm. we are huge supporters of therapy. Oh on this my pod. God. Yes. I thank you for bringing us up. Something has now switched. Like we, how long have we been doing this? Juliet? three years, two years, I think. All right. Two years. Two and a half. Time flies when you're having fun. Time flies when you find your TV soulmate. (laughs) I feel like when we first started, men, particularly men, weren't talking about going to therapy. And we would be like, it's okay. Like, you should go to therapy. Or it was like a huge deal to come on and say, you're going to therapy. From then till now, where it's like, I went to the therapist maybe once and I'm fixed now is not the leap I wanted. Well, the way that he said it was again, very disingenuous. He was like, I had to find a therapist, like as if it was like finding like a, the perfect ENT or something like that. It's not just about like signing up for therapy. It's about, you know, actually spending time. (laughs) Yeah. I was trying to avoid using that phrase because it's also so overused, but the work. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, Aaron B did the same when he told Charity about how he had to go to therapy to like work yeah. on himself. And like, I'm just, I'm sick of it. I feel like therapy speak has been, and like just like referencing a therapist has been hijacked to like be let off the hook. It's sort of like when it's celebrities like an do end bad- all be all fix. Yeah. I mean, this is like not exactly the same, it's like but John ja Morant. I was just going to say that the John ja Morant thing was like, so he's getting. <laughs> He's going to therapy for 10 weeks or seven weeks in Florida to, what was it? Three well, weeks? No, 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 no. In the season, it was like four days, five days. Okay. So he got five days of therapy <laughs> in Florida to like for, learn for, how to. For, 
for something. We don't even know. He didn't do anything illegal. He did something maybe unsavory, but like he, he went to therapy in Florida for five days for flashing a gun. I'm not sure what therapists are available for that. Also, I repeat, much like Xavier didn't commit a crime. It's just like there are, I understand, I understand that's like, that doesn't mean that they don't need good. therapy, yeah. but yeah, it's not but fixed like, in five minutes, five days. No, by the way, I don't even know if, hmm, I don't even know if you get fixed. You just like, there's no fix. It's like you, you, learn, yeah, you learn how to, to process better. You learn how yeah. you learn how you cope. You learn like, do you learn tools to help you in certain situations? It's not like you go to therapy and, you, and you're like, ah, brand yeah. new bow on it. Go back out in the world. Right. It's like you identify behaviors and like behavioral yes. patterns. And yeah, it's like, obviously if you guys are talking about it this way, you haven't actually been to productive therapy, but I'm, I'm so sick of it. It's also like, this is a total reality TV creation. Like it's like, we're advocating for people to be kind to themselves and to take care of their mental health. And then it's like been hijacked as like some kind of platitude with, with no meaning. So it's very, you can do anything, but as long as you're going to therapy now, you're good. It's so, it's so frustrating. I also do think this is like both a celebrity complex thing. We're like, you know, a lot of celebrities are like, I made a mistake. So I'm going to rehab. It's very similar. It's like rehab for what rehab for being ignorant rehab for being racist rehab for, (laughs) I, I mean, unless you're going to like something that, there's like treatment for, I don't know, like just take some time. It's just, it's so frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst. I did not like that either. I'm being harsh on Xavier because I feel like he's the, a part of this trend, but it was not, it was not appealing. His stock really plummeted. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only, I'm trying to think the stock that rose for me. Brayden, I'm telling you. Charity stock rose. I thought she did great. She was. Braden's stock rose because he wasn't horrible. Yeah. Jesse's stock rose because he, he's usually not great. He hasn't, but this hasn't been his like, you know, his comfortable, you know, Tuesday, Thursday night game. I think the studio show is really good format for him because he can practice. He's really good at the yeah. teleprompter. He also like can play the straight man, like, you know, not crack and sort of be taking it really seriously. I thought when he was talking to Gary, he like looked so proud. He's like, wow, this man's really crushing it. He's doing everything we rehearsed. <laughs> also, good sign because it seems like Jesse really likes him. He definitely does. That was a good sign. But bad sign is like, I didn't enjoy the conversation of, do you think you can find your person? And Gary did a good job of answering of like, I don't need to find my one person. I need to find like a partner to be in love again, which I thought was like a great answer. We all loved it. Good job. Also, he's he's very clear he's found his person. I mean, him breaking up about his wife. Oh, oh my God. That, so that, emotional. I, that, that was really hard for me. You know what I like already about Golden Bachelor? The stakes are much more meaningful because it's not just like someone who's like 25 and was like, let's go for it and see what happens. But he's like, yeah, I'd like to find someone like settle down. Like it's like, and he's like got a lot of life experience. Another shining moment for Brayden was like, you said you want to be like us. We want to be like you. You had a successful marriage for so many years. Like you're living the dream. And I'm like, yeah, you're correct, Brayden. This is like, you should aspire to be like Gary and his wife. You clearly found true love. And it's like, it has killed you to not be without her, but you're moving on and trying to continue to live your life. Like really, really, really liked Gary. 
there was one moment where I was like, uh oh, when they were talking about like the overnights, I I don't necessarily like want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that just made me be like, Ooh, are the makeout scenes going to be hard? I don't know. Well, they're already hard. We complain about everyone kissing on reality TV. Yeah, that's so. true. It's not going to change. I got to say, we've seen some really unappealing kissing from young people in this in our time together, Callie. In fact, some of the uh, Catherine's making out on Love Island, Catherine and Elam, that was really like seared into my brain in a bad way. So I don't know. There's that. And the kissing sounds just like unbearable. So maybe they'll just like turn them down for those people. I don't know. I'm excited about Golden Bachelor. I hope they don't like overdo it. Like, let it be its own thing. Let it be weird. Let it be funny. Let it be wacky. Like, just give us humor. That's what I beg of you. Sorry, I want to go back to Brayden for a second. Brayden seemed selfish when it came to his time with charity, but in every other way, he actually seemed kinder than most of the guys. Like, he Mm -hmm. seemed more honest. He would tell people when, like, they were the butt of the joke. Like, he actually seemed like the reason they were able to make him into the villain is because he's somewhat of an independent thinker. I say somewhat. I don't have that much. I don't have that much evidence, but yeah, I would agree with you. I know it's like kind of shocking, but I think that's where we're at. Also him explaining it just to me, like just like made more sense. Like him being like, she was on a lot and like, how am I supposed to know if I'm, I, if I want to be here or not, like, don't you have to wait till you get to that time? I'm not there yet. So why am I saying I want to marry her? And I'm like, I mean, these, these are all fair points. It's just yeah. how you went about it in season wasn't great. On the other hand, this men tell all made it very clear without Brayden, there would be no show. So I think we should just be grateful to him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even the, the highlights of the season, it was like 75% Brayden. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. I'm looking forward to him in paradise, actually. Almost paradise. I cannot wait. That was that also got me excited. I was excited about paradise. Me too. I love paradise. I do. I, do I just like it so much more. It's way more fun. My seventeenth thing I learned. No, I don't know. Whatever number I'm on, <laughs> the Barbie budget just doesn't stop. It's unbelievable. Have you seen Barbie? No. <laughs> Sorry, I know you've three kids. I thought maybe you'd make an a, an exception. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like going to the movies, so I have to wait for it to come on. Apple. Okay. It won't be that long. Wes Anderson's movie just came out streaming. So I'm excited to watch that. I think if you're going to see one movie in theaters, I would choose Oppenheimer based on the audio experience. It's like Mm. really like not something you could replicate at home. So yeah, no, my brother, I wonder, could you, I don't, just to be very clear, I do not have a home theater where I am at right now, but if you had a home theater, could you do it in a home theater? Depends on how good your audio set, your setup is. My brother went and saw it and tried for about like seven days straight, nonstop to get me to go to the IMAX theater with him to watch it. It's really good. It's a, it's a very immersive experience. I, I really liked it. It's two and a half hours. Uh, actually, it's three. Uh, that's <laughs> just an hour and four a half outside of my attention span. I totally agree. A movie should be 90 to 100 minutes. Barbie is about two hours. It's a good time. I, I enjoyed it. It's not perfect, but I'm glad it exists. Um, anyway, Charity, good luck. I, I mean, I can't believe she's crying that much over Joey. I'm absolutely not shocked. shocked. Is it over Joey? Well, because she says goodbye to him. I assume it's over Joey. It's not normal. You're not supposed to say goodbye to people you love. That was a good line. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I do think that Dotton wins. They, 
you know how they, they hype it up every season. So like it could be nothing and it's Dotton. But I was like, maybe she chooses Joey. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what else are you watching? Oh my gosh. What am I not watching? Love Island US. I'm watching Big Brother. I'm watching Real Housewives of New York. I'm just starting Below Deck Down Under. I'm, I'm going to watch Down Under too. Watching, or I'm like halfway through Johnny Football on Netflix. Mm, I'm not going to watch that. Painkiller just dropped. I will watch that on Netflix. And the second half of Lincoln Lawyer just came out. I will watch that. <laughs> I just finished Hijack. Hated the last episode, but overall, I was entertained for most of the show. And then so much is coming out in the next four weeks of things that I actually like. It's crazy. Like what? I don't know. Morning show is mm. one. Selling the mm. OC. I'm excited selling about that. Selling OC. Sure. I'll, I love that. I love selling Sunset in general. So I'll definitely watch that. I prefer OC at this point. So Housewives of Miami is coming back soon, right? Mm-hmm. Housewives of Potomac is they think is now going to be in October. Oh. Beverly Hills comes back when? I don't know. It's not usually like a December drop. For more on Housewives, listen to Callie on Morally Corrupt on Fridays on the Ringer Reality TV <laughs> podcast. She and Rachel and some of our other pals talk about it. We'll be back next week to talk about Charity's finale. I'm looking forward to it. I will be back on Thursday with Jared Freed, our dear friend of the pod. Thank you to Devin Ronaldo for producing this episode. And hope you have a great week. 